What is up, everybody? Back here with another episode of First and Ten. Week one was crazy, wouldn't you say? It was. It was something different, I guess. We're going to give you our take, and we're going to give you some analysis. As always, I'm Mitch. And I'm his co-host, Adam. And as a Broncos fan, it was a rough week. But let, let's, let's, let's get rolling with the start of the week, where we had Casey versus uh, Houston, which wasn't the most exciting of season openers, but it was sure great to watch Patrick Mahomes take the field for the first time this season. What are your thoughts? Well, I love that you mentioned Patrick Mahomes as a Broncos fan. Really shows no bias there. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I've got the same thoughts. It was not a very exciting game. The Texans made it interesting in the fourth quarter by bringing it within two scores, but we knew Kansas City was going to win. Deshaun Watson didn't look great. I won't lie. He looked okay. He did what he had to do. David Johnson, though. I mean, that was impressive, in my I'm, opinion. I'm had, high on him. He had seven I'm... yards per carry. I mean, that was pretty good. They stopped giving them the ball in the second half because they realized, you know, Deshaun Watson needs to play throw the ball. ball. They, yeah. they, they, you got to throw to win. But, exactly. Um, thoughts on um, DeAndre Hopkins and him not being there? You could definitely tell that. Uh, Deshaun Watson was missing his number one receiver. Will Fuller had a lot of catches, and he seemed pretty good, and he seemed healthy, which was the biggest thing. Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb, pretty unexciting. They didn't Rob, do a whole lot. Cobb didn't get targeted much, though. He only exactly. got targeted like three yeah. times or something. Um, And the, you also have to realize Watson's line wasn't giving him any t- time. Watson was sacked four times, which for him is... A lot, and he was getting Agreed. pressured a ton. He was, he was, he was knocked down almost like eight, eight times. I mean, you know, on the other, on the flip side, the Chiefs' O line was playing pretty damn well, creating some holes, creating space for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to run through. And mm-hmm. man, did he have a game! What was your takeaway from him? Do you think he'll be something Clyde special? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um. I think it's weird because I really think he wouldn't be doing much for um, if Damian Williams was still here and he wasn't sitting out due to COVID. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Hilaire won't be wouldn't be talked about, which is interesting because he I think he's a great running back, but I don't think that like without Damian Williams opting out, we'd ever be able to see this right away. It might have taken a year or two. I agree. I mean, I think he had a great game. 138 yards is nothing to sneeze at. He looked good. Let's move mm-hmm. on. Um. So now we go to Sunday. It was yeah. a great week of football. It really, really was. Uh, first game of the week, Jets-Bills. What are your thoughts on that horrendous outing by Sam Darnold? So I like Sam Darnold as a quarterback. I don't. <laughs> but he played bad. I mean, there's no easy way to say it. At one point, he was, I believe it was two for eight with nine yards, and this was just before halftime. I mean, he. And, and believe it bad. or not, Jalen, my boy, he played the best game of his career. Well, he also fumbled twice, so I mean, call it what you will. He His passing was on point. I'll call give it that. what you want. He, he had a he won QB rating of 104. He rushed the ball for 57 yards while throwing for over 300. He was looking like Lamar out there. Yeah, he was. Don't bring up Lamar, though. We're going to get to that. But. <laughs> Like, you know, this game, although the Jets are not a very tough opponent, losing, obviously, Lev um, well, Lev Bell came after. I'm talking about C.J. Mosley, mm-hmm. Jamal Adams. This team is not exactly going to be very terrible. Jamison Crowder, I got to give it to him. He looks great. I love Jamison Crowder. I think he's really cool. He's, a, he's, a, he's yeah. a cool guy overall. 
But the Bills uh, did what they had to do, which was kick the living shit out of the Jets and prove that they really do have an offense. So it's mm-hmm. not too much to be said there. Bills are going to be good this year. Jets, I don't, I can't really see it. Who do you want to go to next? Um, let's go to Green Bay, where All the right. Packers were able to defeat the Vikings in a score of forty-three to thirty-four behind a nineteen-point second quarter. Mm-hmm. Personally. I'm still not sold on them. I'm, I'm just not. I can't be sold on the Packers. They beat the Vikings. The Vikings are a good football team. But the Packers, like, in the fourth quarter, the Packers weren't great. And I know Minnesota scored a lot of garbage time points, but I don't think the Packers are putting up 43 points every game of the season. No disagreements here, Adam. I mean, Aaron Rodgers proved that he does not want to go quietly, and he will do everything he can to make sure Jordan Love sits on the bench for at least another year. He came out firing. Devontae Adams had a great game, and he even threw touchdowns to Alan Lazard and MVS. So, I mean, he was spreading the ball around, although do, obviously— do, do you think this is Rodgers' last season in Green Bay? I think he has one more. Well, it's going to—I mean, it's too early to tell. It's one—it's only week one, but if he plays like he did tonight—or, uh, sorry, two days ago, it won't be his last season. But mm-hmm. who knows? I still have the Vikings taking the division over the Packers because I, I just don't think the Packers will be able to replicate what they did last year. But props to Aaron Rodgers. I, I, you feel happy for him. He's one of those players in the league yeah. where he's an OG. You're not going to root against him. Exactly. I've got a lot of respect for him. And then, and what, it was what, division game too. I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on Aaron Jones? I think he's wildly overrated. I, I do um, too. I think he's. I, I'd say mediocre at best. I think he's a top fifteen running back. But do you think he's better than Melvin Gordon? Honestly, no. I don't nope. think he's got the skill set. I don't think he's quite as strong. But I don't watch. He's Aaron also playing behind week. a very good offensive. line. He's playing line. against a good off- offensive line. I mean, he didn't really get talked about before last year, and because fantasy owners went crazy because the dude scored 16 rushing touchdowns, like that's impressive. Mm-hmm. But that I think that was also lucky. I don't think he does anywhere near what he did. All well, right, now that- we're gonna go to one of my favorite game of the w- games of the week, where the Washington football team was able to come back from a 17-0 deficit against the Philadelphia Eagles, and. I was high on the Eagles in the preseason, okay, but I don't know what happened this week. That was terrible. Yep. Terrible. There's, there's no other word to describe it. Like, you let Dwayne Haskins and a bunch of scrubs beat you. Yeah. They're, who's their running back? Antonio Gibson, Peyton Barber. Like, there, there is no way that a single team should lose to this Washington team this year. And people might can say what they want. Washington slept on this, that. Phillies players were hurt. The yeah. Philadelphia Eagles could be playing with their second roster, and they could still beat this Washington football team. I mean, it really came down to the injuries on the offensive line. Carson Wentz went on firing, and I've got a lot of respect for Carson Wentz, but he played pretty shitty in the second half. I'm not going to lie. He threw two picks, and he took the brunt of his eight sacks in the second half. The O-line got tired. The O-line was obviously injured. Three starters were down. Yeah. And... I mean, I'll give props to the Washington football team. I mean, Chase Young looked like a stud. Ryan Kerrigan had his some licks in there. I mean, it was a very impressive team win. And although I still think Dwayne Haskins is garbage, and if you look at his stats, he clearly was the game manager there. But he beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who a lot of people he, are picking. He, he scored to win 27, 27 <laughs> on them. Yeah. If, if you guys didn't know, Washington's number one in the division right now. Which I think that's the first hilarious. time they've been able to say that in the past 10 years. Yeah, I mean they have one good season with RG three, but besides that, Kirk Cousins was always mediocre. Um, I liked Terry McLaurin though. He didn't have the crazy monster stats that uh, a lot of people were expecting him to, but 
He had five catches, sixty something yards. I mean, that was impressive. And what I love about the um, what I love about the Washington football team is yeah. that uh, Haskins and McLaurin were teammates in college. So I yeah, think yeah. I think like their connection is really good, which is what makes um, is which which is what makes McLaurin so much better. Because if you put McLaurin on the field with a QB like. I'm not like saying they're a bad QB, but if you put McLaurin on the field with like Daniel Jones or uh, even I don't know Drew Locke, he might not be doing what he's doing right now because just just simply because they they don't know him as a receiver as well as Haskins does. Yeah. Now we're gonna move on to the game here we're dreading to talk about today: the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. Probably I'd say the worst game for fans to watch this week just a a, a generic football fan this was the worst game for them to watch I think the Jets game was even better than this because after the second quarter there was not a single point where I thought the Browns stood a chance against the Ravens and it almost got to the point where it felt like the Ravens were starting to take their gas off the break like what is wrong with the Cleveland Browns what is wrong with Baker Mayfield they scored six points six points Mm mm-hmm they didn't score after the first quarter. Yeah, they did not. <clears throat> and they call themselves a contender? Mm-hmm. Not a contender, a playoff contender? How are you guys going to survive in a division with the Ravens, the Steelers? And this Thursday night, we have it coming out. And the Bengals. I honestly think the Bengals will do better than the Browns right now. I think, from what I watched this week, the, the Browns are an embarrassment to the NFL. They've been in the league forever, and they've never even made a Super Bowl. Well, they have won the NFL titles. Okay, NFL titles since the Super Bowl <clears throat> era started. Yeah. 54 oh. years ago. All right, can I respond? You can respond. All right. So for those who were listening on YouTube or Apple, I'm wearing my Cleveland shirt right now because I knew this was going to be a talking point. And I don't want to spend too, too much time because we have to spend equal amount of time on every game, but... Obviously, I watch this game. No, it's okay to take extra time to acknowledge how terrible the Browns were this week. Okay. Obviously, we knew we were going to lose. The Ravens were the best team in the NFL last year. It was in Baltimore. Baker Mayfield Mayfield has had four head coaches and had to learn an entirely new offense, and the defense had to learn an entirely new defense in the span of a little under two months. Now, that does not excuse... The god awful performance Baker Mayfield put on there. Although I don't think this game is entirely to put on to be put on him. Lamar Jackson went down the field and scored, and he followed it right back up with a drive of his own after a pick. <laughs> but he he showed flashes of what he can be, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this game was not completely on him because he had a bad uh, quarterback rating and he didn't make plays and he didn't drive the offense and that's you can't what he even make an done. extra point. That's not Baker Mayfield's fault, though. We're talking about Baker Mayfield right now. So, I understand, but the Browns are just a terrible organization. Yes, but there was a... See, what was so frustrating This for guy me, Jack on here is talking about how you guys can't even make it. What was incredibly frustrating for a Browns fan was there was a point where we were down by three. Sorry, down by four because we missed the extra point. With yep. a little under a minute to go in the second quarter. It was third and two. If we'd gotten the conversion, we would have been in the red zone and then most likely would have at least gotten a field goal out of it. Yeah, but your star receiver that you think is all this can't even catch the ball. And then Odell dropped the wide open third and two pass, hit him in the hands, and from that second, the momentum was gone. We could have gone into that half leading if Odell had just decided to catch the ball, which is incredibly frustrating. But you but didn't. No arguments here. We played terrible. 
I mean, Miles Garrett, I, I actually got to give some credit to him. He, he forced the fumble. He kept you guys in the game. Yeah. Just for yeah. Austin Cyber to throw it away? We were down six starters. I understand I mean, you were down six starters, but a lot of teams are down a lot of starters this year. Injuries how happen. how many of them won? Zero. Exactly. So we're going to move on to the Bengals. And I don't know. Prop, we're not going to move on to the Bengals to, right now. We're not. I don't want to talk about the Bengals. No, I mean, the Browns are going to move on to the Bengals. I, I don't think I don't the know. Browns are going to move on to the Bengals. They're going to lose Thursday night, I give props to the Ravens. It was, a, it was a good game for them. Let's move on. Minshew Mania, baby. Minshew Mania. 19 for 20, 170 yards, three touchdowns, and a victory over the Indianapolis Colts this week. In what a, probably the wildest upset of the week, we got to watch the Jacksonville Jaguars score 27 points on this Colts team led by Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. And you can say what you want about Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers threw for over 300 yards. Yes, he did throw two picks, but if you throw for over 300 yards, you should have to, you, your defense should be able to do something. You should never let the Jaguars offense score 27 points on you. That's just sad. It was truly magical. It, it was great. It was, some, it was truly magical down in Duval County. I mean, Minshew proved himself to be in the running. But for do, the you, guy. do, do you know. think he's legit? Do, do you think this is legit or just one, a flu? It's been one game. I have no idea. It's also the Colts. It's a, well, the Colts are supposed to be a contender this year. This is why it's so hard to judge this Off season, the, the first few weeks, because all of these teams, like everything we've ever thought about the NFL, the, the way we've been able to gauge and judge teams accurately, because all be thrown out the window because of the COVID, because of all this crap, because of no OTAs, because of no preseason. It's that was raw. Every performance we saw week one was completely raw, and it's only going to get better from there. So that's why I don't know. Maybe the Colts had a bad game. If they, I mean, we'll, well see. They, they here, rematch here, later on in the season. Point. Let me bring up this point. In our one of our earlier pods when we were doing our season predictions, we had the Jaguars and Redskins both being probably under four or five win teams. They both won. Do you think? Are are you? Do you still stand with that? Yes. Well, I don't necessarily say under. Well, I think both of them. I don't think either of them finished with more than five wins. You don't. So they're I, both I think, starting think, one and zero. Oh. They got sixteen more week or fifteen because they have a bye. They have 15 more games. You don't, you don't see them winning four of them? No, I think they could win up to five. I think they could each go five and 11, and I would still agree with that. I don't think they get more than five wins. And what makes you say this? Like, I mean, like I just addressed, I mean, every team's week one performance is it, it's somewhat it's, it's difficult to judge because of the way that this uh, offseason and the way that this season started. It's very difficult to judge. So we need to see more production from Gardner Minshew, and we need to see more production from Dwayne Haskins and the Redskins or of the Washington Football Team. I'm not trying to discount what they did, and I think mm-hmm. that they could do better. But it's just it's too early to tell. But props to them. That was very impressive. Let's go to Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. I hate their fans the already. <laughs> Las Vegas. Oh boy. They they think they think they're all this for being the Panthers, one of the worst teams in the league. All I've heard all week as a Broncos fan is, we're one and zero. You're zero and one. We're going to playoffs. It's one goddamn week, Los Angeles. You beat you beat the Panthers. We played a team that played that that was minutes away from a Super Bowl last year. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it from right, the Las right, Vegas. Let's save fans. it. Let's save it till we talk about your Broncos. Do you think that the Raiders are legitimate playoff contenders? No. Having seen this, the Raiders are terrible. Okay. Just because Derek Carr is one good game against the Panthers, you gave up thirty points to the Panthers. 
Teddy Bridgewater is their quarterback. Yes, they have Christian McCaffrey. You're high on Teddy Bridgewater, though. I understand. I'm high. I'm high on him being a game manager. I'm high on him okay. not throwing 10 million picks. I am not high on like him in general. Okay. I don't know. I, I, it was an impressive game. Like and from both teams, they both put up a lot. I really like Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a game. He I, did have a great he, game. I mean, <clears throat> we know this though. John Gruden is good at picking draft picks. That's well known among the NFL. Josh Jacobs is the la- uh, latest example of that. He played great. McCaffrey had a bit of a slow start, but he scored two touchdowns in the end. It was a close game, and the Raiders were. Derek Carr was able to put together a game-winning drive, and Kenny, T- Teddy Bridgewater wasn't. That's 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 what the game came but down. I to. wouldn't put it down. I wouldn't put that drive on Teddy Bridgewater. I would put it on Matt Rule. I think he did a good job keeping them in the game. I think he did a good job of um, of just you know allowing them to score that many points. But the play calling on key downs was not there. Pulling in your fullback on fourth and inches after McCaffrey had just proven that he's more than welcome to or more than able to take on that workload. I'm not sure. I think when you have one of the arguably the best running back in the league, you put him in in clutch positions. He's proven time and time again he can get the job done. And if they converted, then they very well could have won that game. But either way, props to both teams. Now we're going to Chi Town, where my Bears took the victory this week, was, coming back yeah. down twenty three to six. In the fourth, scored twenty one unanswered. Do you think Mr. Bisky's legit? I no. I don't think he's as bad as everybody says he is, but three touchdowns is impressive. But I mean he really had to turn it on the fourth quarter. And he did. He did, and I will give him props for that. But I mean, Detroit I, I, I feel so terrible for them. They should have won that game. DeAndre Swift just Poor guy. really, really Poor guy. He he cost them their uh, he cost them their game, which is just it's upsetting. It was in Detroit. Stafford had himself a pretty decent game considering yeah, he had been gone for crazy. It's just tough. They all, they all booed DeAndre Swift when he dropped that ball. The fans in the stadium. But I mean, he didn't even have that bad of a game. He caught a touchdown earlier. No excuse. He should have held on. He to got that the ball, joke. There were no fans. I understood. Yeah. Um. But it was a really interesting uh, week for the NFC North. I was happy. I, as you guys know, I'm high on the Bears and the Rams. Both won this week. Bears, I did not think we're gonna win. I down twenty three to six. I didn't. I I, I I'm gonna be honest. Mr. Trubinsky, he's not really too great of a quarterback these past few years. But you know what? He decided that he needed to make a statement, and he did. He 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 doesn't need to be replaced by Nick Foles. It was it was very impressive. I mean, he did exactly what he had to do. He had he kept he staved off uh, his inevitable seat on the bench, which was very impressive. It was it was, and I gotta give him credit. It's it's hard to go out there knowing your job's on the line. Yeah, and he showed them. All right, now this was probably uh, I shouldn't say this, but this was one of my favorite games to watch. Seattle Falcons. Seattle took the this dubs, thirty-eight twenty-five game. I mean, two high-powered offenses, two teams with multiple. Incredibly good receivers to top 10 quarterbacks who just absolutely played their hearts out and to not so good defenses. What's your takeaway from this, Adam? Matt Ryan. He's no. legit. He, oh, we knew that. He's completely legit. But I just feel terrible for him. I mean, having to throw 54 pass attempts in a game because Todd Gurley couldn't do too much, that's pretty sad. But. Well, they were just on offense a lot. I don't, I don't really know if it has to do with Todd Gurley not doing much. I mean, Todd Gurley wasn't a superstar, but 56 yards and a touchdown, that's not terrible. I suppose that's a good point. But. You have to realize the offense was always on the field because the defense couldn't get a stop. So every 10 seconds, the offense was coming back out. That's a fair point. 
I don't know. But this, uh, yeah, anyway. Interesting, interesting game from the, um, the receiving. Seattle court. receiving, end because Chris Carson, who's the running back, caught two touchdowns. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tyler Lockett didn't get one, and Metcalf got one. But my, my takeaway is the Falcons showed that, like, they can just get the ball. Or the, the, my bad. The Seahawks showed that they could just get the ball around because we, we didn't know who was going to be, like, the one guy. Was it going to be Lockett? Was yeah. it going to be Metcalf? And they both pretty much did the same thing besides Metcalf having one more uh, – Besides Metcalf having one more touchdown, they both got the same amount of targets, almost had the same amount of yards. I mean, who, who do you think will have the better year? Comparing the Falcons to the Seahawks? Or no, Matt no, no. Ryan and- DK Metcalf oh, and Tyler Lockett. I'm going to have to give it with... Uh, I go back and forth because Tyler Lockett's speedier, he's better hands, but DK Metcalf is just a freak of nature. It's really tough to the, decide. The Atlanta I'm, receivers had a great day too, though. All three three them, receivers yeah. over 100 yards. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage. I mean, that's impressive. Matt Ryan spread the ball around. Julio had a great game. Calvin Ridley, people sleep on this man. I mean, I think he was really, really impressive. He was. And I knew, he, I mean, he was, he was bound to take a step forward. I really, really liked him. And uh, Russell Gage coming, kind of coming out of nowhere. But either way, high-powered offenses. Interesting game to watch. Greg Olson didn't do too much. I mean, he was kind of a minor point. Obviously, the uh, signing of Jamal Adams really eclipsed him, but I, I didn't really like that move. I feel, wish Carolina had kept him, but oh well. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Let's go to the NFC. <clears throat> sorry, to the AFC East. Let's talk about our the new best running back in the AFC East. Oh. Cameron Cam Newton. Newton. Cam Newton. All right. Very cocky, man. Very cocky. Especially... For only throwing for 150 yards, that's that's. He talked a lot, but in the end, if you win the game, you can talk all you want. Well, yeah, but I mean, he had all the touchdowns, though. I mean, let's be honest. He, had, you know, he rushed for two on the ground, and he he did what he had to do. His passing was subpar, but we knew that going into the game, he was there for the. I mean, he was there to just win the game, which was you know, it's what he had to do. Why you think he was? You think he went too far? No. I don't. I think the Dolphins, um, they're just not a good team. They're not a good roster. Their, their, their fans thought this was their year. This is still a rebuild year. They're still rebuilding. Yeah, the they're, one they're not a good team. <clears throat> they're not. They're Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't good. Their running backs are all subpar. Um, their receivers, Preston Williams and Devonte Adam or Devonte Parker, they're good. They're fun. they're not that good. Yeah, they're blocking. Say what you want. Their 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 pass blocking was fine. Their run blocking is just atrocious. I mean, when Ryan Fitzpatrick has more rushing yards than Jordan Howard, their lead back, that's a little sad. The only bright spot was Miles Gaskin, who's this guy who kind of came out of nowhere in training camp and won the running back three spot. Uh this just in everybody. Michael Thomas, which is a first round pick in fantasy, will be out for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? Just a quick side note. Well, I also drafted Leonard Fournette, so my team was kind of already shot. So I will probably be quitting the league. Continue. Quitting? What are you going to do? Okay, back to the game. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it was, I, I don't want to say it was a good game, but the Dolphins did, they, they gave the Panthers, a, or the, the Patriots a quick scare. But overall, Patriots were just a better team. Can't do what he had to do, Belichick. So what are your thoughts on the uh, the, the post-game little sk- skedaddle with the two teams? So I've seen the clip a million times, but I go back and forth because um, the Cam was rude to deny Wilkins, Wil- Christian Wilkins a handshake slash high-five in the beginning. But Christian Wilkins, I mean, 
he had an okay game. What he should have done was just been a man, realize that Cam Newton didn't want to talk to him, realize Cam Newton was cocky, and just, you know, walked away. Walk away in those situations. But instead, he had to reach his hand back out there, get, you know, not in his face, but just, you don't touch somebody as well. It was just, it was unnecessary. So, and then when Cam Newton smacked his hand away, he played the victim card. I didn't like that. What did you my, my take is, so... Cam Newton was being very cocky the whole game. He was yeah. talking a lot, but mm-hmm. the only way to silence that is winning the football game. Oh, agree. Mi- Miami yeah. didn't do. They could, yeah. So when Cam Newton kneels down for the final time and Kyle Van Noy comes up and is a bit shuffy, mm-hmm. I- I'd be irritated. I just won a football game. The other team's salty. I won, so they think it's okay to like touch me or like hit me. No, absolutely. No. Then, then, then you bring it like a minute later. Teams are walking off the field. Little interaction at midfield. Yeah. Wilkins put his arm. Wilkins tried to get in contact with Cam. Cam clearly ignored him. It, it wasn't like it wasn't clear. Cam yeah. clearly showed that he just didn't want to talk. He was with not him. in the mood. And I mean, the- and so Cam tries to walk away again. Wilkins reaches his arm out. Why? What's the need for that? What's the need for that? The Dolphins are a scrappy team. I really, I don't know. Brian What's, Flores is, you know, giving, getting all this credit for, like, building this culture. But is that really the culture that you would want as a Miami fan? No. Like, and assaulting quarterbacks? I don't really like that. Coming from the Browns fan. <laughs> um, fair point. But, fair but point. Um, my point is, Wil- Wilkins yeah. doesn't do that the second time. Yeah. Like, what's up with that? I, I just think it was silly. Um, and then Raekwon Davis, who's not even in it, comes out here and starts, like, touching people. It rips the chain off of his neck. That was just... That took it, you know. We were down here. We went up here. For those who were on Apple Music... Or not Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. You can imagine that my hand is at waist level. That was it. Eye level. I mean, come on. That's just... Cla- I mean... It was just classless. I really did not like that. The Dolphins are a scrappy team. They're. I. What did you think of their uh, offseason acquisitions? I didn't really like some of the signings. I think some of them got really overrated. They did. Um. Besides Byron Jones, maybe. I don't think you need Brita and Howard. One of them is good. But... I liked Van Noy, but I mean, I know you're not high on Van Noy, but I really think that the uh, the Shaq loss and the Manuel Ogba picks were just weird. Neither of them are very great. And it just seemed, it was just unnecessary. And they threw a lot of cap money at them. And to have a subpar, you know, I, I didn't really, I think they should have mm-hmm. addressed their offensive line before they addressed uh, more defensive. Like, they signed two defensive ends. It was just wacky. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, Browns it's, took Jack Conklin. They could have gone after him. It was just silly. It was. It was. So now we're on to the Chargers versus the Bengals. The first, yes. the first four o'clock game of the day. Um,. What are your What are your thoughts on the Bengals? Do you think did, were you sold on Joe Burrow? No. Were you? No. I'm not gonna. He looked good. He looked like he was having fun. He looked like that. He looked like the um, the offense was moving at a pace that he could handle. He was running. He was he was having a good time. But or at least I should say, you know, obviously he wasn't having a great time <clears throat> at the end. But his passing was he really lacked. I mean, say what you will about Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow had a. Uh, had worse stats in almost every category than Baker Mayfield this year, and it was one it was week. his fir- it, what it was his first start. It was one week. He was also Agreed, but it was trying also to break Baker the Mayfield's curse. The past the past yeah. uh, twelve number one picks mm-hmm. when and they lost or debut tied. on the first yeah. week, they've never won. It's, uh, they've I lost or tied. 
But he, I mean, the Chargers defense is great. They are a great defense. They, they do have points, some injuries yeah. though in their safety area. But namely, Derwin James. Derwin James. Yeah. I. But I think the Chargers. Again, Chargers fans. They're the same as the Raiders fans. They beat. They beat one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they think they're all this. Chargers fans, I'm, I'm newsflash. You're not making the playoffs. I'm sorry. You can barely beat the Bengals. You shouldn't have beat the Bengals. They should have beat you on a field goal. No, they should have tied the game. Tied the game. Same difference. Joe Burrow would have won in overtime anyways. So, but bold predictions come from the Broncos fan here. Uh, ch- char- Chargers fans, y'all need to humble yourself. The only the only fans that can be cocky in this division are the Chiefs fans. Fair, because they actually they've they they've showed something. Chargers, who's your QB? To Rod Taylor. You're not gonna play Joe Burrow every week. You you gotta play Patrick Mahomes twice a year. You gotta play Drew Locke twice a year. You gotta play Derek Carr twice a year. You can't stop any of them. Let alone you have to play Tom Brady, Tom Brady and um Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah. Then right. th- then you're you're playing Cam too. You're not even gonna be able to stop Cam. The Dolphins couldn't do it. I mean, the Dolphins are you know supposed they have the best defense in the league. Who are some Dolphins fans? All right, let's move on. The second four o'clock game. Was Arizona and the 49ers? What were Kyler? Yeah, I love that man. I know you do. He's on my fantasy team. All right, he put up some great points. Kyler Murray might be the most fun quarterback in the NFL to watch besides Drew Locke. I'd have to give it to him. Second, you think Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? I do because not sad. No, it's because Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes have the height. Kyler Murray's five seven. Yeah, what but, I mean, Lamar Jackson can't throw a ball to save his life, though. Okay, you can say what you want. He threw the ball just fine against the Browns. Um, to fine, but that I don't want to keep harping on this. But that one, did you see that one touchdown to Mark Andrews? What nobody within eight feet of him, and Mark Andrews had to jump a foot in the air and one arm. It That's great, but it was still a touchdown because of Mark Andrews, not because of Lamar Jackson. I know, but if Drew Lockett at the wide open man, we would have won a football game. Ah, Drew Lock is not great either. Let's continue. Yeah, but he's fun to watch, sir. Okay. Okay. Did you have fun watching him last night? Oh, I did. I did. So there were no tears? Uh, don't. There were no <laughs> tears. <laughs> okay. So, get back, getting back to Kyler Murray. I mean, we both said this. The 49ers are not going to repeat what they did last year. I don't, I don't even think I had them in the playoffs. Yeah, they. I don't have them in the playoffs either. I think they could maybe snag maybe the seventh seed, but the Seahawks are going to own this division. I mean, they proved that their offense can do wonders. Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake, they all had solid games against the best defense in the NFL, according to 49ers fans. It was weird. The D-line wasn't there. Maybe it was because they signed Javon Kinlaw after getting rid of Forrest Buckner, and maybe that hole was what was holding them back. Hard to say, but it was sad to watch them you know, flounder. Although It was a close game. It could have gone either way, but the fact that the Cardinals come on top, as much as I hate to admit it, it might prove that they are legit this year. They, they they did beat a legit team. They were yeah. able to put up legit numbers on a very good defense that doesn't have too many injuries right now. So yeah, they're pretty healthy right now. Now we we going to head down to a uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, man, trademarked, trademarked, or oh, Tampa you, Brady. You came up with that? No, no, no. They trademarked <laughs> literally. Oh, really? When Tom Brady signed <laughs> with the Buccaneers, it didn't even take him two days to trademark Tampa Bay and uh, Tampa Brady. Fair enough. What was your take? And, and then, and then he, you know, he took a shot at division rival uh, Drew Drew Brees. He said Brees isn't a smart businessman because he didn't he didn't um um he didn't trademark Brees Orleans oh. or no it was Drew Orleans Drew Orleans I like that that I like that a lot better than 
Tampa Bay. Tampa, like, Tampa Bay sounds like something a five-year-old would come up with. T- t- Tampa Brady is a bit better. I disagree. All right, but now let's get into the actual yes. game. Where uh, Mr. Tampa Brady, uh, <laughs> he, he wasn't too great. He really wasn't. I mean, throwing a pick six in your first game in a Tampa Bay uniform, you're starting to look like Jameis Winston, Tom. What are you doing there, man? I mean, say what you want. Jameis Winston threw zero interceptions yesterday. Or uh, Sunday. <laughs> How many interceptions did Brady throw? Two? Two. And one was a pick six. A pick six. You want? The pick six gave me flashbacks AFC Championship Logan Ryan. Or I was going to say AFC Divisional Rounds. Yes. Logan Ryan. No, it was I, the AFC Wild Card. Wild Card. Wow. Wow. That, that's weird to say about the Patriots. But that, that's exactly what I thought of when he threw it. Yeah, I was like, you're not wrong. Wow. Drew Brees wow. did not play that great. He didn't, but he, 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 did, he was a game editor. He did what he had to do. I mean, they won the game. I will give him credit for it. He did what he had to do. But Michael Thomas. Do we have to talk about him now? Really? He's, um, he'll yeah. be out the next few weeks, so you won't have to watch him, about him yeah. do uh, three receptions for 17 yards. But I'm, what, probably, I'm probably going to cut him. But uh, What's your thoughts? <clears throat> uh, he played bad that game. But I don't know how much of it was Drew Brees just – is in love with Alvin Kamara and can only throw to Alvin Kamara, or it was he genuinely wasn't open. You know, it was hard to tell. Um, I watched the entire game. He was on the field for like, I'd say probably eighty percent of the snaps, but he just wasn't getting his. <clears throat> he he wasn't running good slants. For his slants seven, his slants <clears throat> weren't good enough yesterday. Seventeen yards for Michael Thomas. I mean, last year I don't want to keep talking about fantasy because this isn't a fantasy podcast, but. Last year, he never got below double digits, and the lowest he got was, I believe it was 10.8, and that was once, and his second lowest was like 18 points. And he kicks off this year with four points, and then his teammate Alvin Kamara steps on him in garbage time. Are you kidding me? What are you doing? I mean, I just, I bet the Saints fans are very glad that they picked up Emmanuel Sanders, because otherwise, I mean, Ted Ginn is gone. They've got Jared Cook, who played pretty well. And then they have Alvin Kamara, who's wildly overrated. So, I mean, I think that the, and they still taste Wild, him. Wildly overrated It's a lot to say for somebody who had two touchdowns, 50 receiving yards, 16. Maybe he's not the greatest running back, but he's a threat in the receiving game. No, no one's I, I wouldn't that, say wildly overrated. He's a top five running back in the NFL. He's not, never gotten over 900 yards. Top five fantasy running back in the NFL. Agreed. I'll give you, I mean, obviously, but... People who put him as a top five running back in the NFL, no, I, put I him, think need to take it. I'd put him top ten, maybe top eight. Over, I don't know. Over, he's never reached nine hundred yards in his career. That's pathetic. Yes, his yards he's per also carry been running in a backfield with Mark Ingram his whole career, and that's, that's before a good last year where he got hurt. Stay healthy. That's his yard like for carry say. isn't great, but um, I, I I don't know. I'm not high on Alvin Kamara. Drunk. I think he does what he had to do. Gronk was terrible, let's be honest. But I think the biggest story on the Tampa Bay uh, offense was, where was Mike Evans? I mean, we know he was injured. We know he messed with his hamstring. But then they, they like, don't put him in. If you're not going to throw, if you're not going to let him even get a single catch. Fantasy owners oh, I'm sorry, he had, angry he had about one catch. I remember, he, he had, had a touchdown. one catch for two yards. But, what? He was, the, the, where were all the catches? I mean, come on. Sure, he got a touchdown in garbage time, but like, he just, he's Mike freaking Evans, and Tom Brady either overthrew him, he was fouled on the play, or he just wasn't on the field. Like, Scotty Miller had a much better game than Mike Evans. Well, did you know who Scotty Miller was before that game? Because I sure didn't. Godwin did what he was expected. That was impressive, but 
I don't. I mean, it's only been one game, and I can't make this conclusion. But it really does seem like Jameis Winston is still an upgrade over Tom Brady. And it was wow. amusing. That that's a lot. Tom Brady's forty three. Come on, Jameis Winston threw for five thousand yards last year and thirty touchdowns. Darius threw some shade at Brady. He really did. He said Brady doesn't do that in practice. I don't know what he was doing in the game. But I mean, now, that's not that's not appropriate. You, I, you, I don't you think sign, you can say that. You sign the goat, and he has an off game. Uh, you don't say that. You de- of all time. I'm sorry. You defend him, and you apologize. Or you know, you, you just you, say, you don't say that. Because you want to know what Bill Belichick would have said? He would have said, on to next week. Yeah, I don't know who the Buccaneers play next week, but on to next week. Yeah. Now we'll move to Sunday Night Football, prime time. The Rams versus the Cowboys. In the Rams' Rams' first game in uh, SoFi Stadium. SoFi. SoFi. Yes. The new place. Um, You know I'm big on the Rams. The Rams did get the victory this week. They did. I really did. I think that they could actually be pretty good this year. I will agree with you because of what I saw. Why were the 49ers great last year? Because of their defense. Besides their defense. It was because they're stable of running backs. And the Rams seem to have taken that, and they didn't let Jared Goff throw the ball too too much. And, I mean, it worked. He had 275 yards, but throwing for 31, you know, I, I suppose they, they let him throw it a fair amount, but what they did is they relied on their running backs. And Malcolm their defense. Brown, Cam Akers, and... Um, Questionable... Uh, yeah. Final score, 2017. Yeah. Dallas had the ball a minute to go. They were trying to score. Yeah. Michael Gallup catches the ball downfield. Allegedly pushes off Jalen yeah. Ramsey. You think that was acting? Should, should Jalen Ramsey be nominated for an uh, Oscar? Or do you think it was actually passing or fear? Do you think he extended his arm? Because from what I saw, Jalen Ramsey sold it great, but I think Gallup had the catch. I, don't, I think they should have had the ball in the red zone, but they didn't. I think Jalen Ramsey got toasted and did what he had to do to save face. I was really upset with that play. I'm not going to lie. I like the Rams. It's also, it's also. Jalen Ramsey just got burnt and that whole lean back thing. What's the point in reviewing pass interference? It was pathetic. They didn't even review it. They didn't. Which is like. It was pathetic. Michael Gallup absolutely. Why is this rule in the game? Why why are we reviewing pass interference? Saying under two minutes you're not allowed to throw the challenge flag because the booth, everything's reviewed by the booth. It's just silly. If something's questionable, go to the booth. Like, how does that hurt? It it doesn't. It almost looked to me more like defensive pass interference than offensive pass interference. The arms were interlocked, and there wasn't even that much of a push. Like, I, I don't even. I would not have thrown that flag if I was the ref. I think that the Rams. As much as I agree with you that they have potential, I think they got lucky there. It would have probably gone into overtime, I'm going to say. I don't think Dallas would have scored, but... I think they would have. I think that Zeke would have scored. But anyway, that's beside the point. Rams edged one out. They looked good. The defense looked good. The running game looked good. I was impressed with the Rams' defense. Sean McVay's, you know, he looked pretty good. His system, he seems to be picking up where he left off in uh, 2018. They played physical. Aaron Donald... Freak of nature. He on a double team. He still got a sack. He had that push pull move of his. I was he's done. so fun to watch. He's so. I've fun. never thought I would say a defensive lineman. And so not fun even to watch. a defensive lineman. A defensive tackle. I mean, he is just something else. Whew. Monday night football. Yes. Game one. Mm. All right. So I'll let you talk a lot now because next ne- next game um, <laughs> I'll be right. talking. So I, as a Browns fan, did not want the Steelers to win. Nobody did. <laughs> but they won. And Daniel Jones thoughts. Thoughts on him? Yeah. He played great. I'm you sorry. Think? Yeah. Two you touchdowns, think him throwing two interceptions. A, the first uh, interception. Uh, 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 interception to a little fat boy on the goal line is good. 
It was tipped. But, yeah. Um, Tuck the ball. Take the sack. No arguments here. I think what he was so afraid of doing was we all know that he was a fumble machine last year. I think that he was afraid of getting hit so hard and he overcompensated by throwing a crappy ball. But he was trying to throw it to the ground and got tipped. Or he was trying to throw it away and got tipped. Saquon so. Barfke had a rough day. Saquon Barkley did have a rough day with only six yards. I mean, I know you're, you're going to you know, you're gonna see right. this all over Instagram. You see this all over social media. Yeah. But when Big Ben runs for more yards than arguably the second best, if not the best, running back in the league, that's a sad day for New York fans. Best power back in the league. Sure. I was impressed with Big Ben, as much as I hate to say it. He had a pretty solid completion rating. He had three running touchdowns. Joke, running joke the whole first half was that Aaron Hernandez had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. Well, that seems like it's in poor taste. So, but what do you mean poor taste? That just seems like an inappropriate thing to say. So oh. I did not find that funny. I saw that everywhere. But James Conner, I mean, he's bad. I don't like he's him. Hurt. He is hurt. I don't like him. I think that he can't stay healthy. I think that even when he is healthy, he had a great twenty eighteen. But I think he's overrated. But on the plus side for the Steelers, it seems like Juju finally emerged. I mean, again, it's only week one, but Juju. Proved himself to be... Plays Claypool with a great catch, too. Chase Claypool. He had, like, the sideline catch. It was, it was nice. He had a great catch, but we're talking about Juju. Juju emerged as Juju the... Juju on that beat? As the true wide receiver one. He catching two touchdowns and 69 yards for only six receptions. I mean, he had a pretty solid night. And Big Ben and the connection Slayton is back. Slayton had a good night as well. Slayton did have a good night. 102 yards, two touchdowns. Not as That's good impressive. as Levine Toyolo. One reception, 13 yards. What a game for him. <sighs> Probably a new record for him. Former Falcon. I mean, they should have won that game because of all the effort Levine and Toledo put in. But Great block. I, I like Daniel Jones. He marched down the field. He made this Steelers defense look pretty pathetic, except for that one play on the goal line where Cameron Hayward picked him off. That was unfortunate. And I think I speak for most Giants fans when I say that as a, as a fan of good football games, I really wanted him to just... Tuck it and then at least take the field goal, but I don't even think it was third down at that point. I think they had another shot, but it is what it is. Steelers proved that they're dominant. Defense was good. TJ Watt was good. Although I will admit, or I will say, did you notice how he didn't play like the uh, after the first half? His um, he didn't play too too much. Did you notice that? I did not. He was sitting on the bench for quite a while. I don't think he's hurt, but it was interesting. All right, props to the Steelers now. Let's go. I'm, I'm gonna let you speak to first. your Denver Broncos. I don't. I don't want to interrupt you. In so mile I'm, high. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you speak first. You can't say in mile high. There's no home field advantage right now. At points in the game, Drew Locke in his press conference said he felt like he had to whisper the play calls because the other team could hear. That's what he said. It was like playing with no fans. I'm sorry, but were they in mile high though? Yes. Yes, they were. Thank you. Empower so, Field at Mile High. Empower Field. Come on, you gotta give the sponsor. It used to be Sports Authority, but they decided to go bankrupt. So, ah, Sports Authority, we miss you. This was a. I predicted this to happen. It was going to be a low-scoring defensive game. I thought the Tennessee Titans were going to take this one. Drew Locke looked good. He had flashes of uh, elite play. He looked like a worse Russell Wilson, but a Russell Wilson that could. Or he looked like someone who could match Russell Wilson's talent. He he, he got out of the pocket. No, wait, you said you let me speak. He got out of the pocket and he made nice passes down the field. Jerry Judy kind of. I was. I was a little disappointed with him. He dropped. It, at least one key third down. But at the end of the day, the Broncos did not deserve to win this game because the game was not as close as the score represented. Steven Goskowski missing two field goals and an extra point. I mean, that would have put the uh, the total at 23-14, making it 
out of the realm of possibility for the Broncos to be scoring. So when Broncos fans look at this and say, "Wow, they blew a two-point game," you know, they they blew a game with a no with a they blew a game with a point differential of two points. It wasn't as close. Hey, we covered they the got, spread. They got ex- yeah, you did cover the Broncos spread. But, better is having a great. Night. But they got blown up, and it wasn't a blowout, but it was not as close as they said. Drew Locke missed some easy, easy throws in the red zone. I think he, like I, anyway, it seems like you definitely want to speak. Noah Fant had a great night. And Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry did exactly what they had to do. You predicted that Henry would not run, rush for more than 40 yards. He ended up rushing for almost 120 on you. Although, three When you got 31 carries, it's hard, it's hard not to rush for 116 yards. Just saying what, just regurgitating what you predicted. I, no, I understand what I predicted. Ryan Tannehill. I, I did thought what he had to do. He played pretty well, and they won the game. Now, clearly, you have something on your mind, so I'm gonna let you take the floor now, Adam. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it was a hard game to watch for me. Mm-hmm. We watched two of our probably top ten players exit the game before halftime. Being I wonder what that's like. AJ Boye and Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. You also have to remember our two best players, or two of our top three best players, besides Justin Simmons, are out mm-hmm. in. Von Miller and Cortland Sutton. I would have no idea what that's like. You wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton, if he's there, we win that game. Probably. Well, maybe. I don't know. Again, the, the issue was, it should have even, been... even, even if you had KJ Hamler there, Locke didn't have much to throw the ball to. He had Judy and Fant. But besides that, Albert O was out too, who Locke pl- played college with tight end. Yeah. Tim Patrick stepped up a little bit. Tim Patrick stepped yards. up. Yeah. Four receptions is great. Um, it's not your time to speak, though. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. Hit that mute button. Um, I don't have words for that. I was up to 1.30 last night watching the game. It was, it was heartbreaking because you heard what Mitch said. He said they missed three field goals that. But in the end, we were up 14-13. We had the ball with four minutes to go on the 50-yard line. And we, we, we couldn't we, – we went three and out. In that situation, you at least need to get a first down and take some time off the clock. Um, also in that, Deshaun Hamilton or Tim Patrick, one of those yeah. two, had a touchdown wide open and Locke overthrew him. I understand it was a large, long throw, but Locke needs to – that's where Locke needs to take the next step. Yeah. Locke showed that he knows how to make smart decisions. He knows how to find the open man. But now he's just got to throw the ball. Yeah. Accurately. I agree. For example, Locke had some flashes of veteran QB-like um, characteristics that game. Running out of the pocket. Running out of the pocket. Throwing was, on the that run. That was very impressive. And throwing across the body. You have to give Locke a lot of credit. They're, the Broncos are down 13-7 to with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And he put together a great drive. Yep. Taking almost two, three minutes off the clock, ending in a Melvin Gordon rushing touchdown. Oh, Melvin Gordon, that's a talking point. What did you think about that fumble? I believe you it was the first one in three years. Um, for for the Broncos, not his first one in three oh, I years. Understand. But yeah, when you have Philip Lindsay as a running back, it's uh, it's it's pretty nice because he's never fumbled. But Gordon, you can fumble. I don't have a problem with it. But just don't fumble on our half of the field within the thirty yard line because you're giving the Titans free points. Titans didn't have to work for one of their touchdowns. It was handed to them. Because as we saw, the Titans struggled in the red zone. They they, they had to settle for field goal attempts. I'm not going to say field goals because yeah. they didn't go in, but they had to settle for field goal attempts. This is where, um, the, the, uh, this is the final thing I'm going to say. Um, Titans driving, two minutes to go. 
A minute 30 left in the game. Titans on the 20-yard line. Er, now, Derrick Henry rushes for 13 yards. Titans are now first and goal. Hmm. Broncos have three timeouts. Titans know they have, they're in field goal range. They can likely score a touchdown. What's the first thing you should do as a coach? There's 1 minute 13 seconds left on the clock. Titans can run the clock 40 seconds. You need to use that timeout. Mm-hmm. Because you don't use that timeout, the play clock or the game clock got down to 40 seconds, okay? Mm-hmm. Next three plays ended up actually being dead balls, but by the time the Titans kick were kicking a field goal, there was 20 seconds on the clock. Yeah. And Drew Locke on the final drive was showing that he he, he was driving down the field. Yeah, he was. They they got to down play. to the 40, 50 yard line mm-hmm. and had to throw a Hail Mary. But he did. Yeah. He if drove he, down the field. If he had, you know, three times or four times the amount of time, maybe it, he could have. I think even if, if you give him 40 seconds, we could have gone to field goal range because McManus can hit from 55. Mm. But. He got a huge extension, too. Well deserved. Four years, 17.5 mil for one of the best kickers in the NFL. Well deserved. Um, but at the end of the day, we lost the football game. We're 0 1. But Raiders and Chargers fans don't want to hear it from you. I don't. Okay. All right. You guys might be one to know. We're zero one, but don't talk to me for three months. We can talk again on Christmas when we're in games for the playoffs, and you guys are in games for the number one pick. Okay, okay. Right. You guys, hear that? All right. I think they heard it. Adam. All right. So, with that being said, that was our week one recap. Obviously, we have a lot to think about now that we found out Michael Thomas has been hurt, among other NFL news, and yeah, we'll be coming yeah. back to you. With our week two predictions, um, just some final night. words. I know I was a bit tense in the final moments, but um, th- just thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, the, today was, was a fun. great episode. It was one of the one. this is probably my favorite to record. As um, depressed as we both were, our first on, one on uh, Facebook. Yeah, um, we're trying out some new platforms. We're just trying to yeah. get the viewership up. If you have any friends and you're still listening, just feel free to share them. Say give it a listen for yeah. five ten minutes. We have the timestamps for you guys now, so you guys can yeah. just click to what you want to hear. Um, with that being said, I'm Adam. I'm Mitch. Thanks and for that, listening. Thanks for listening, and that'll be all for you guys on First and Ten.